Well, hello there. Hello. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. And how are you, how- listener? <laughs> how is anybody? How it, that is the question. How is anyone? How is anyone? How is anyone surviving? <laughs> how is anyone pretending to still have purpose while the world <laughs> literally burns around us? Yeah. Hey, welcome it's to It's a Shame. <laughs> yes, this is our podcast about shame. And uh, getting rid of it and uh, trying to destroy the, the stigma of shame one episode at a time. Exactly. And so welcome back after a couple of weeks uh, break that we've been on. Yep. We Thank you for a, rejoining us. Yep. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome. We're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. As always. And if you're returning, welcome back. (laughs) I mean, yes. Thank you. Thank you for returning. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for (laughs) being a patron of the arts. Um, And, you know, just a cool person, obviously, in general. Yeah, you get it. (laughs) Clearly, listener, you get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's check in. Yeah. What's been going on? It's been a couple weeks. It's, things have happened. Things have. Boy, have they happened. <laughs> They've happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not podcasting in the same room. No, we are not. We aren't podcasting in the same state. No, we are not. Yeah, we're <laughs> far away from each other. We are, uh, I am in Louisiana for a bit. And uh, then I'm going to go back to California for the election results. I am voting by mail. Everyone keeps asking. That's the first question. It's so funny when I'm like, okay, we're going to stay a little bit longer. Um, People are like, what are you going to do about voting? And it's like a really, really good thing that people are, you know, so fired up. But I'm like, I'm on it. Promise. Mm-hmm. On it. Like, How are you getting your ballots, though? So we are fortunate enough to have um, – our dog sitter, who is also now our house sitter, um, she's kind of like staying at our house and she's been getting our mail. And so she's going to mail our ballots to us here and then we will hmm. fill the ballots out. And then if we get back in time for election day, we could drop them off at our polling place. But my theory on it is that maybe I don't want to like create more congestion at the polling place. Like, maybe mm-hmm. it would be good to, like, take care of everything in advance to, like, make room for people who want to actually vote on Election Day. Um, so we will be mailing them in. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know yet if we are mailing ours in. I think we're going to take them to the registrar's office. Um, that's super smart. I've heard that's, like, the the best way to do it. Like, it's the most secure. Yeah. And I'm hoping i don't know i don't know when they're supposed to come so hopefully they make it here yeah i i don't know either the whole the the california thing i think we're lucky here in that like everyone's getting one right like that's the thing like they're like we're gonna send one to you regardless of what your plan is yeah i think so yeah yeah so i mean that's gonna be exciting i i think that it's gonna be terrifying I don't really know what I'm going to do until, like, we hear. It's just going to be a really, like, stressful, horrible time. Yes. Yes, it is. I feel like this whole uh, year has been some fuckery, and uh, we are being prepared to be discouraged about the outcome of the election with the current president, even though there's no... Evidence to believe that we should be worried about voter fraud, but this is the new fascist world we live in. So, yeah, I every time he says like, "Oh, I I don't trust these ballots. I don't trust ballots." I'm like, okay, so you don't trust voting in general because you know that you'll lose the popular vote. So you just want to like have you know a little fit about that. But then also, I'm like. But you're not doing any, if if it's like as fraught as you say that it is with, you know, the possibility for all of this fraud, then what, what are you like doing about it? Are you creating a new plan no. for how people can vote? No, you want to eliminate voting yeah. is what you want. Yeah, that's exactly so, what he wants. Like, don't, 
it's just disgusting to me that I'm, I just, I'm so confused about how, you know, he can shout all of this belligerent nonsense and then, and people are like, oh yeah, that's fine. And, and not ever once ask him, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Well, I mean, if this is true. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with like this presidency and him like getting away with everything that he's gotten away with is no one is holding the motherfucker accountable for any kind of plan. Like his plan is just no. And then vitriol, like that's it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's infuriating. And yeah. So, um, staying long enough to get home for election results, even though allegedly it could be months and months according to the president. Um, (laughs) so who knows? Yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. Well, so what else? What else is going on? Um, not a lot. I mean, it's been um, it's been good to be away. It's uh, it's interesting to be home, quote unquote home, but then also to feel like California is my home, and I think nothing makes that more clear to me than being here in this really fraught election year because. I just kind of want to be like with like like-minded, very liberal people, and not that there aren't those people in New Orleans, but I just feel safer in a blue state. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like so many rights are eroding so quickly. It just feels like a privilege to even be a Californian. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, even so, I went home. To, well, I was in Washington, but to the Pacific Northwest um, for my birthday. And it's funny because I guess I was going outside of the city more often just because of where my mom lives and yeah. um, and that sort of thing. And I, I suppose I don't just, I don't really do that when I'm in San Diego. So I don't see a lot of this, but just like, it's incredible right outside of Portland, how quickly it like devolves into like Trump territory. There's like signs and flags everywhere. And it's it just like terrifying, it, but it made me so uncomfortable. But I mean, at least people were wearing masks. They were plastered with American flags, but they were wearing masks at least. And like, you know, so that, you know, felt good and safe, but once I got home to San Diego, I was very much like, or in our neighborhoods at least, it was just such a fucking relief because it was like, oh yeah, I, I, I get uncomfortable around all of that, and it, yeah, I don't know, it just feels safer like, to to be around like minded people. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like um there's a different there's a definite difference in mentality. Um, when you leave like a very urban area and you go to a rural area, I mean, that's always been the case, but like, I feel like it's never more apparent than when like you get to see whether or not people are like wearing masks. Like there's a physical display, you know what I mean? Of like the mentality, like in this, in the metropolitan areas, like I've seen more people wearing masks as opposed to like when we made the drive across the country, for example, that was an excellent way to see like in these small towns, like very few people wore masks and it was in the South. So, I mean, there's that, but like, um, I don't know that it matters. I think that it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't want to politicize it, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, I don't know. I feel like the, the, when you look at the way people are voting and you look at it's, it's red in areas that are less densely populated and it seems to be blue in areas that are uh, more densely populated, it's like science versus whatever the fuck they believe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And not to say that all people in rural areas don't believe in science. I mean, that's not what I mean at all. I just mean there is, a, in my experience, there is a stark difference in being in a more metropolitan area as opposed to being like in a small town in terms of who's wearing masks and who's not. Yeah. Well, and I think that people in metropolitan areas are just way more used to um, making compromises when it comes to living with other people or like living around other people, you know? And so it's not hard for, for 
us to think more uh, community-minded and say, like, right. this is for the health and safety of those around me as well as for myself, whereas people in yeah. rural areas tend to only really have to think about living near themselves and what is going on in their life. And, you know, it's not that sort of community-mindedness necessarily. Because um, the community is, like, smaller and... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, that you makes know, sense. And it, not that there aren't communities in rural areas, of course there are, and they're probably very tight knit and whatnot. But I just mean in terms of like living with other people and like the ways that you vote to like take care of each other and the ways that, you know, you think about like the greater good are different mm-hmm. in in metropolitan areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still, you know, we're, I don't even know how many months into this thing. I'm still like hand sanitizing on the regular. I wear my mask everywhere I go. I'm, you know, I'm trying not to do much indoors, uh, trying to do things outdoors as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's really a crazy time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's exhausting also. <laughs> Yeah, it is exhausting. Well, I mean, like, it's just like being beaten down by the news cycle. Like, it's it's just constant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time. Great times. <laughs> well, sure. On that, yeah. I was just going to say, on that note, do you have brand new information? I do have brand new information that just came to me via a friend um, who sent it to me because she thought I would find it hilarious. And I absolutely do. So uh, apparently recently at this like wildlife center in uh, somewhere in England, mm-hmm. oh, the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park in eastern England, um, <laughs> they had to remove five parrots from public viewing that had been donated from five different places because they were all cursing at people. Yay. <laughs> Which is just like the most 2020 thing ever. Yeah, so uh, there were all these parrots. Their names are Eric, Jade, Elsie, Tyson, and Billy. Um, so they were I, these parrots are goals. Yeah, totally. And like they're really cool looking too because they're gray parrots, so they're like kind of spooky looking. And they were basically just c- cursing people off. And so, uh, <laughs> like one of the uh, workers was like, every time I pass them, they call me a fat twat. <laughs> Oh shit. See, like when you were saying they're cursing, I was I thought they were just like, ah oh, shit. But they're like they're no. like insulting people. They're accosting like, people with swear words. And like telling oh. them to fuck off and stuff. I love these parents. Yeah. And the- also, who are these people? <laughs> like, I just I'm like, is that what people train parrots to do? Well, I'm not a big, like, bird in a cage fan. Well, it's hilarious because, like, yeah, it's from five – they're five different parrots from five different donors. And so you would think – I was like, maybe it's just because people are so stressed out because of the, you know, horrible times that we live in that yeah, they're just cursing that's the what they're hearing at home. Or they were in a holding center together before they came to the wildlife park. So maybe they were just oh. really foul-mouthed there. I don't know. Maybe they were teaching each other swear words, yeah. like when they were in the holding center. Oh, they were they've just... had to separate them from each other, too. To... So that they don't learn each other's, like, swear so words? So they don't keep cursing at each other and, like, yeah, keep cursing, basically, <laughs> at people. And it's so funny. It's so British. Because the person that they interview is just like, well, we were very concerned about the children, so we had to put them indoors. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so funny. But, I mean, hopefully some kids learn some fun, new, colorful language. That's all we can ever hope for right? in these in these times is uh, hopefully they – go ahead. Well, I just love that it was, like, such, like, British cursing, too. I bet they were, like, calling people cunts and twats and mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. so fun. But I want to meet these parrots. If parrots had hands, I would like to shake their parrot hands. Their beak hands? yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that is uh, that's pretty amazing. I'm just like interested if like that's what people teach parrots now. Like, I think I'm, it like, would be maybe... tempting to, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you, people would get a kick out of it. It would be like a party trick, you know what right. I mean? Like, look what my parrot can say. Yeah, because if you're teaching something to talk that's not a small child, like, yeah, it's why not it's natural. Yeah. I don't know, but I just um, think it's fucking hilarious that they were from different places and they're all just like, I don't know, riling each other up and cursing up a storm at people. 
I really would have loved to have been one of the people in like the zoo or the wildlife sanctuary, like when they first discovered that, like, oh my god, did that bird just call me a cunt? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at least they're getting it out of their system. I mean, I would love to stand in a public space and just yell curse words at people too. Oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, few things seem more like or less therapeutic, I should say, than than that. Like that or more therapeutic. I don't know. I'm fried. Yes. We both work today. But anyway, it sounds therapeutic to scream curse words at strangers. 100%. So Certain strangers in particular. Definitely would be certain nice. strangers in particular. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that is amazing. Now I want to Google them and like see them in the flesh, these, these heroes amongst us. Yeah. And you know I'm not a huge fan of birds, but... Yes, you but know, I think these, even you these can get birds, behind these birds. I can get behind these birds. <laughs> I appreciate their boldness. Yeah. They're very brazen. <laughs> these brazen birds mm-hmm. out there with their curse words. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of want one. I mean, parrots are a little bit scary as pets because they live forever and they attach super hard to one person, um, which, you know, is not my thing in animals. I'm like, that's why I'm a cat person because I like to have affection occasionally, but I don't want something that's like, I need you and you're the center of my life. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, Also, like, I just don't like the idea that a bird is thinking about me ever. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, like, go away. Yeah, like, oh, don't worry about me, guys. I'm just leaving early because my bird is waiting for me at home because he's so bonded to me. (laughs) Because we're so attached. I mean, listen, if you're a bird listener out there, a bird listener. A bird if you're listener. a bird owner, and if you are a bird listener, I don't trust you. Number one, how did you get access to this podcast? Um, but if you're a bird owner and you're listening, um, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm terrified of you. Mm-hmm. I don't understand people who have birds as pets. I can't. I mean, we all know I used to have feathers, and he was a great pet. But yeah, I don't think I would have another bird. <laughs> I feel like this podcast could so easily turn into like, yet again, Danielle goes on a tirade about birds. How much she distrusts birds. <laughs> yeah. Here she goes again. Um, <laughs> well, those are very interesting facts yeah. about these birds. <laughs> brand new information indeed. Such brand new information. Um, my brand new information is kind of meta, um, and I'm hoping you can explain it to me. Oh. So I haven't seen a ton of episodes of Friends. Oh, yes. Um, and I was looking for a GIF for brand new information, and a million popped up of Phoebe, and she's standing up screaming, this is brand new information. And I'm like, oh, is this like an iconic scene? And then I was like, wait, is this like yes. something we should tie into the podcast? It totally is, and I totally forgot about that. Yes. And she's like, this is brand new information. Yes. She like screams it. And I'm like, Do you like, know the oh, context? Wow. I don't. Okay. I don't know because I I haven't. I've seen like three episodes of Friends. Oh, okay. Oh, I totally forgot about this. But and I'm pretty sure that this is where the scene comes from. If I'm wrong, listeners, please tell me. But I think I'm right. Um. Oh, good. The kids are screaming outside. Um. <laughs> sorry, neighbors. Um. So Phoebe is one of the first people to find out about Chandler and Monica when they hook up in London, and that they oh. start dating and. Um, and then they all slowly start to find out, but don't know that each other knows. So, like, I think when it, like, comes out, like, in a big way, she's, like, trying to pretend like she's surprised. And she's like, this is brand this new is information. brand new information. <laughs> yes. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's my brand new information about brand new information. That it comes from friends. <laughs> yeah. We well, stole just it from that, like, friends if you, inadvertently. If you, if you look for, like, a GIF of, like, you know, like, um, yeah, like brand new information. You're going to see Phoebe stand up and exclaim with her hands, like all akimbo, like this is brand new information. I love it. Now we're just going to send each other that gift all the time. Yeah. Well, I need to send it to myself because I, I haven't, you know, what's funny is like, again, I, I keep going back to like how like tired we are. We're living in this time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I really do feel like it zaps your mind. Like, I feel like I'm definitely learning brand new information all the time. And then suddenly I'm sitting across from you and we're, you know, or not, we're sitting, I'm sitting across from you at a laptop Mm -hmm. 
and you're on a laptop, so I'm kind of sitting across from your <laughs> laptop and mine. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I'm trying to remember brand new information. I know that I have tons of it, but none of it comes to me. Yeah. Well, as we're sitting across the country from one another, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it's hard to, I, cause I also, I need to start writing things down because I know that I have like been like, oh, that's cool. Or like, hmm, what a fun fact. And I'm just not writing things down. I feel like basically with COVID brain, you have to write everything down. Like even the plans that you had for, you know, a, a minute from now. <laughs> just write it yeah, down. I, you, oh, you were going to go to the bathroom, remember? 100%. It all, if it like, it goes out, like I have a calendar in my phone and that's how I schedule like work and clients. And I put in everything now, yeah. everything. If somebody's even like, oh, I want it. Like when you were like, okay, like Wednesday works. Like I immediately put it in the calendar. Cause I was like, if I don't do it, like Wednesday will come and I will be like, is it let's Wednesday? just get, it is, <laughs> it is. Um, but isn't every day Wednesday? Didn't we decide that? Yeah, every day is Wednesday. Every day is Wednesday. Hey, really quick fact before we jump into uh, the topic at hand. I finished Watchmen. Oh, what'd you think? I thought it was really good. Um, I, You know, and I, everybody was like, oh, you don't need to read the comic book. I really should have, again. Like, I read it years ago, and now I feel like... But then it was a sequel, and I'm such a geek in that way. Like, I'm the same way, like, if I, I like to read a novel before I see the movie. But, like, anyway... Yeah. Now I have like questions about Ozymandias and like I have like all these. Anyway, Ozymandias, Ozymandias. I don't know actually. Adrian, let's just call him Adrian. Yeah. Um, but I really loved it, and I I just think that Regina King is such a star. Oh, she's, she's a total such a badass, star. beautiful human. God damn! Like star. when she's on screen, like I, you just can't take your eyes away from her. She's yeah. got like you know like. I feel like a 1920s producer. I'm like, she's got it. She's got the she's it really factor. But well, she does. She just, you can't take your eyes off no, of her. No, it's so true. Can you imagine what she looks like in person? Her eyes are like, so she pretty. She radiates some like beautiful energy that you're just like, you're so powerful and I love you. And her voice is like striking. Yeah. Yeah. She, anyway, so I love Regina King. Um, also <laughs> big Watchmen, fan. big fan, big fan. Um, she, you know, she had a, um, like a supporting role in one of my favorite films, uh, year of the dog with Molly Shannon. It was like a Mike white film and Regina King plays her best friend. And I always thought she was like so funny and undervalued in that role. I don't think um, that I've seen that movie. It's, it's interesting. The first time I saw it, I cried cause I thought it was one of the saddest films I've ever seen. And then the second time I saw it, I like laughed super hard inappropriately hmm. and then I was like oh it's a Mike White film <laughs> you yeah know what I mean like <laughs> exactly. he always makes that kind of like tension of like am I supposed to laugh or cringe like which I kind of enjoy um but yeah so it all this to say Watchmen was was really good um it took me a while to get to it and then there toward the end I was savoring it I was like piecing out those last couple episodes because like I knew that they weren't going to do a second one. Oh, and I was such like, such okay. a bummer that they're not. Like, yeah, I was like, this is the end. And I just thought the ending was so beautifully written because when we got to the second to last episode at the very end, I just thought, how can they possibly end this? And it was fucking beautiful. Yeah, I need it to was watch beautiful. it again. But yes, it really was. And yeah, and also, yeah, just moving and it, it was, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, hard, hard watch in a lot of ways. Yes, but also like the first episode, like that. So when I started it initially, the first episode like made me cry. I was super, in, it was like too tense. And I told Jamie, I was like, this is something you're going to have to like watch on your own. I can't do this. And then like when I, he he loved it, you loved it. Everybody kept saying like, stick with it. You're going to like it. Um, and then when I finally got to see Regina King kick some racist fucking ass mm -hmm. I was just like oh I like this <laughs> like okay like I yeah okay I'm here for this one yeah um there's a catharsis to that for sure 100 percent. yeah but it was great yeah. it was really good and I'm um glad that you finished it and we were liking it yeah and and you know I mean I I would be remiss not to say that um 
we watched the Emmys together, and what a delight to watch Shit's Creek sweep. Oh, that was so charming. It was so great. I mean, because it was, we've been rooting for them for years, and they just never get recognized. Never. And, and I felt like it was like 2020 is a shit year, and they finally threw us a bone, yeah. you know? And I think that Catherine O'Hara is one of the most, like, underrated actresses mm-hmm. and, like, underdecorated actresses. Like, she should have Agreed. all of the awards. She's brilliant, and she's, like, all of, like, the subtle... I mean, even though Moira is in no way subtle, like, there are so many subtleties to the way that she plays her. Yeah. That are, like, just, it's just so layered and so wonderful. And she's just, ugh, I love her so much. But yeah. And th- as an actress, like, her ability to, like, develop these vocal tics. Yeah. And also, like, the stuff she can do with her face. Yes. Like, it's just incredible. I can't remember which one it is. Is it, um, oh, God, For Your Consideration where she plays like an aging actress who gets plastic surgery and at the end it's just her face it's the way she's holding her face that like she god she's yes yeah. you're right she's a she's a gem oh, she's i was going to so say good. a national treasure but of course she's, she's canadian, canadian. So. well she's their um, national treasure <laughs> they have so much national treasure they really their do. main national canada stop hogging all the treasure you know what their main national treasure is they're not the united states of america that is the main <laughs> one yes yeah. <laughs> really sets them apart right now. Oh, yikes. Um, well, shall we talk about the topic at hand? Um, do you say the topic at hand? Yeah. Because we're on Zoom. It was a little glitchy. Uh, yeah, the topic at hand. Um, so the topic at hand is decorum. Yeah. Um, because, dear listener... <laughs> Uh, we watched the presidential debate and Lily and I were catching up before we just watched it last night. So this is fresh for us. And, you know, I was like, I think we just have to talk about it. And I, you know, I thought about there, there's so much shame in terms of what I saw last night. I, I was ashamed of being an American. I was ashamed of how we let discourse just completely disappear. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful to watch. Like, I was so stressed out. Like, I got hives in, on my underarms. <laughs> I was like, I literally. Screaming. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. It, like, um, it, at one point, I mean, it was it was just so stressful to watch. We were all just so stressed out. So we actually went over to some friends' houses to watch it. And they have this, like, really mellow, beautiful, lovely, sweet dog. And she, she was getting, like, stressed out at our stress. And so at one point, she, like, went into the second room or a different room and, like, brought out, like, her a bunny toy and just, like, walked Aww. it over to us and was just, like, hey, yeah, this helps de-stress Here's me. something for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to chew on this? Uh-huh. Like, I was, like, you're being such a therapy dog right now and I'm here for it and I need it. Oh, sweet baby. Yeah. But, I mean, it was just what a shit show. It was awful. Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, my lips started swelling, and I started itching under the arms. And I was like, oh, I've been biting my lip, and, like, I'm weirdly, like, getting hives. I was like, I'm that level of stressed. And, um, it, well, it was a double whammy level of stress because you've got, like, you're just watching someone be Bullying. just – Yeah, being a bully and just lacking completely – and like any kind of dignity, yeah. human dignity, like he was just a, a monster. He was. he was awful. Yeah. And just the level of immaturity and and cruel, cruel when Biden brought up losing a son and he had the fucking just, it was disgusting. You know what? If you've, I'm sorry, I'll have this conversation with my family. Like I haven't even talked, I haven't texted my mom back because I'm like, we we really have to talk, but I'm like, Mom, like, I don't know if I can respect you if you vote for a man who, when another man talked about losing his son, the death of his son, such a tender topic. And he said, well, I don't know about him, but I know about your other son who blah, blah, blah. And And then he said, and he's a drug addict. And Biden had to say in that moment, handled it beautifully. And he said he did. He had struggles and he overcame them. And I'm proud of him. But it was that nasty mudslinging so bullshit. Gross. And I'm like, and how dare so many of these people call themselves Christians? I know. That's the most who, confusing part about it. 
Yeah, it's infuriating because it's like that man is not a Christian. No, like, he is no, absolutely you know? not. And nor does he uphold any of the Christian values that anybody who I know as a Christian talks about, where, you know, it's all of that, like, turn the other cheek and, like, Jesus had the Love most decorum of, like, anybody. Love, like, you know, right. to be kind to people and to, yeah, be a good neighbor. And, a, like, I just, I can't understand how people who value an example like Jesus so strongly and so wholeheartedly that their entire life centers around it can house anything that this man stands for or what he is, what he says, the words that come out of his mouth are so disgusting. Like even when he was like trying to insult like Biden's intelligence and he was just like, Oh, don't ever use the word smart around me. Oh, you were bottom which... in your class and what a... oh my God. You was... couldn't even remember what university you went to. And, like, also, like, there was a part of me that was just the embarrassed part was sad. It was, like, I was some – God, it was so layered. I was simultaneously sad because I remember – I remember when I watched presidential debates in the past and I knew certain topics would come up. You know, Mm -hmm. the hot hot button ones, abortion, there were – you know, whatever the international political whatever it was at the time. And knowing what I wanted my candidate to say and knowing what I thought the other candidate would say, this debate wasn't a debate. This was a bully. Yeah. A fucking child badgering the other person. Like, he couldn't even get a word. And I was like, this isn't discourse. What is this? Well, and and the other part about that, too, that made it so frustrating is that how do you talk to somebody like that? You don't. But that is like... You don't. That's part of his, like, tactic, right? To just, like, confuse and disrupt to the point where, you know, you can't even have a reasonable, like, discussion or comeback or anything and so like and, you know biden's not the fastest on his feet he's an old man like no and, motherfucker and so, is too old you know and he's like and so he's not able to like and i think that that's definitely what trump was betting on you know and he knows that and like was kind of like exploiting that in a way but absolutely it was also just this like i mean when you see somebody who you have watched be publicly like decent and have such decorum for so many years, like being, being driven to basically just be like, you're a clown and I can't, I have nothing else to say to you. Like for it to get to that point is embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And that he had to be like, man, shut up. Just shut up. Like that those words were like spoken by like a person who again, like, you know, is he, is he, you know, the whole thing is like people are like, oh, he's overcoming a stutter. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, sure. But then also, and he did really well, like, but also he's older. Yeah. Like he's older. And I, you know, I told Jamie this morning, I was like, when I was processing it, because I've been like silent and like grinding my teeth in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And then finally today, I was just like, I really just, I think the thing that stressed me out the most is like, I really wanted Biden to make such a good showing because the stakes were so high. I know. It was almost like I knew Trump. I but knew I, what Trump was going to do. Right. I, we know who he is. And so you knew He's that like, there was no chance, right? Like you can't have yeah. a good standing or, you know, like there, he got in some really good statements. He did. But it was just kind of masked by, ironically, um, by Trump's fucking nonsense. And well, that yeah. it, that's just so frustrating and sad to see because it's like then like we're all robbed too of getting to hear what people's plans are for the nation. Like Trump doesn't have any plans to make anything yeah. better. And so we didn't really get to hear anything like that. And that was just like it's it just the level of moronic nonsense that comes out of his mouth just makes all of us look like we live in idiocracy and it's so yes. embarrassing and awful and it just kind of reinforces a lot of American stereotypes that like we do have no decorum and we do have no manners and we are like like bludgering, blithering yeah. idiots. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely. Ugh. 
And I think I think the the moment of the night that was the most Ameri- like embarrassing for America, but also emblematic of America, is when the motherfucking moderator asks a question about race Racism. and then says, "Oh my god!" But then he says, "You can choose you can to answer talk about this, something or you else. can talk about something else." I'm like. That's the most American thing I've ever heard is like, we'd like to talk about racism, but, but do if you're we really uncomfortable, though? Let's get distracted by something it's like different two, because it's it like might be too white men. If you're uncomfortable, you can talk about something else. Yeah, I caught like, that too. Oh and I was God. like, this is some bullshit. And then, yeah. but then, you know, within that race conversation, him refusing to denounce white supremacy, like what? And then telling, know, again, telling a white supremacist group to stand by. Yeah, and then, like, these supporters who are just like, yeah, I'm not a racist. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yes, you are. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't realize you are, but you are. Because you're wholeheartedly you're... supporting a racist and and, and all of his racist re- rhetorics and all of his Also, when he was, like, when they, like, denounce white supremacy and he's like, what do you want me to say? I'll say what you want me to say. And it's like, that's a fucking tactic. That's a yeah. fucking tactic and that's a tool. You know what? You know. You know what you need to say. Yep. That's just and then um Proud Boys. God, I read about them this morning. I woke up and I oh, couldn't sleep. No, they're horrible. That's some terrifying shit. Yeah. I know. Started by the co-founder of Vice. Mm. It's it's nasty shit. It's just it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. And it's like, and I don't like feeling like people are waging a war. I don't like being told that. People are going to be standing at my polling station. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? When he told people to show up at, I don't like that at all. Yeah, what he that basically called for mean? people to go to their polling stations and like intimidate people. Yeah. Like, what country do you want to live in? It's so dark and so terrifying. Like, it is. He just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. I fundamentally do not understand how you can't get over your, like, partisan, let's say, habit (laughs) long enough to see what a horrible human this is and and that he is dangerous. And, I mean, even, like, the tax stuff alone and his, like, vulnerability to be blackmailed and, you know, by foreign, like, just all of it. He is just a hazard to like almost every aspect and fabric of our society. And I don't Absolutely. understand how you could just be like, yeah, but being a Christian and being a Republican is more important to me. First of all, he's not a Christian. So yeah. you need to get that right the hell out of your head. Yeah. And then like, so being a Republican is more important to me. But why? Because of, an, what because of one issue, anymore? because of an abortion issue. Is that like the only thing that like you have to cling to? Like, Come on, people. There are more important fucking things happening right now. Like, Look at the world around us. Look at what he didn't do to prevent COVID, even though he knew how dangerous it was. Look at how long all of this has dragged on with still no clear plan from him. Like, I just don't, I fundamentally don't understand why people are willing to put that all aside and just be like, well, this is what I believe in and this is who I am. And you're like, he doesn't believe anything that you believe in. And it's not based in fact. Also, like, I'm really sorry, but, like, if you're just like, well, it's my gut feeling, I'm like, well, honey, maybe you should read something then because maybe you shouldn't be reliant upon your gut. Yeah. Like, maybe you should actually look at the facts and, like, look at it in terms of an abstract reality, which is what it is. Like, when when I say that, I'm thinking about, like, this, like, abortion situation and people who are like, but I'm, you know, I'm pro-life and that's, like, the be-all, end-all issue for me and, like, I'll always... But it's like, at what cost yeah. to your human dignity and your rights? Exactly. Because at this point, like, you might want to check the fascism playbook because your country is being overtaken. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it's like you and I talked about it. We talk about it all the time. This country is so deeply racist and misogynistic. Yeah. It's like we lead with that. Mm, I mean, look at what we will sacrifice in the name of not letting people of color and women, like, make decisions on their own behalf yep. and to have the integrity that they deserve and have equal we, rights. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's astounding to me and I don't understand how anybody can look at sort of like the tenets of what uh, more like progressive people are saying and think, mm-hmm. no, not for me. You know, where like a lot of the people in our neighborhood have like the, we, in this house, we believe that love is love, that no human is illegal, you know, that right. science is real. It, 
all of those things. Like, how could you look at a sign like that and be like, mm, yeah, no, I hate all of that. I'm going to, I'm going to go for this racist fucking wackadoo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. It's just. I don't get it and it either. gets more confusing the more entrenched he gets in his, like, psychotic behavior. And he's such a, like, narcissist. Like, yeah. like there was a moment last night where, like, oh, gosh, I'm probably going to, I'm PMSing right now, so I might even get tearful while I'm talking about it. Like, I teared up and I turned to Jamie and I was like, I miss leadership. And it was such a small moment, but it was when Joe Biden was talking about voting and he goes, you could vote by mail. You can vote in person. He goes, do what's right for you. Yeah. And he was looking at the camera. Yeah. And I was like. That was a leader. Yeah. Just that. Just there. That's what that was. He looked at the camera. Mm -hmm. He looked at the American people and he said confidently, these are your options. You can do this and you can do that. But you know, because I trust you. That's what's implied there. Do what's right for you. And I was like, (sighs) it has been so long since we've had any kind of vision. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. And it just slayed me. That I... I I know that it's an argument that a lot of people have made and I I agree with it and I I really think that it's an important thing to talk about is that um you know I don't remember who first said it but they were like you know I I think that Joe Biden is a person who America really really needs right now because mm-hmm. he understands what grief is and we're all grieving yes. and yes you know he understands you know the human side of losing like unimaginably, like your child. Yeah. And he your understands. Wife, like, yeah. yeah, your partner. Like he's, yeah. And he just is like so, and just hearing the stories about, you know, I mean, I know that he's a politician and so a lot of politicians do this type of thing. But, Absolutely. But I don't, I can't think of a story where Trump called somebody's grandmother on the phone because, you know. Yeah. No, like you, but there are no human stories for Trump. No. Even last night, like when. He doesn't even have a pet. He doesn't have a pet. Also, like, you know, at the end of the debate, I was like, again, Joe Biden, we've just been ruled by this fucking robot. Like, it was so sweet to see the way Jill came up and hugged him so hard. And you could see that that was a woman who just wanted to hug her husband for like the last 90 minutes. Because he'd just been berated by a bully for 90 minutes. And, like, she just squeezed him so hard. Yeah. And, like, and then they pan over to the Trumps, and they're holding hands, and he's shaking her hand. Yeah. And also, she just keeps trying to walk off stage. Like, she'll turn yeah. back and smile, but you can tell she just wants to get out of there immediately. Like, she keeps trying to leave the stage, and he's, yeah, like, Yeah, and still why like was smiling. she dressed like she's fucking interviewing at Brooks Brothers? I don't know. And why were none of them wearing masks? Like, I just can't with any of them. It's, yeah, I, I I know we're, we're over it. Like we're, you know, I mean, brand new information for your soul. Um, <laughs> this morning, Instagram fed me that Ani DeFranco has a new music video and a new oh. track. And, um, it's, it's really inspiring. I highly recommend it. Um, but it was, I feel like it was perfect timing the day after the debate because, um, just a little spoiler alert. She wakes in the video, I'll just give you the beginning. She wakes up, checks her phone, like has a little bit of a crisis, goes to the bathroom and shaves her head. And then oh, what comes next is amazing. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So she's and starting the revolution. Like, she is. And then like the whole, the whole like theme well, that's of the, the song person is to do like, it. like fight, right? Yeah. Like you got to fight like it's, you know, your life's on the line because it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay, really quick thing that's kind of off topic, but it goes back to the him not having a pet thing. Mm, so I, I'm willing to talk about that all day. So people keep coming to my door, and I don't know why it's freaking me out. Like we filled out our census. Like there's no reason for people to be bothering me at home. But I never, I especially if it's a man at the door, I do not answer my door when I'm home alone, and I'm home alone all day every day now. Uh huh. And so I'm just like, I just have to keep hiding from people and stuff. Um, but Lillian hiding. Yeah. Well, I mean, I seriously, I'm like, what kind of psychopath knocks on your door anymore? No one, especially with COVID. Like, hell no. Go the fuck away. I do not want you around. Um, 
But so then that led me to this conversation where I'm like always kind of like wary about people in general, like that goes for every human that isn't me. Um, But then like sometimes I'll just like see people like walk past my house because a lot of people walk on this street. Yeah, it's a busy street. Yeah. But I'm always like, yeah, whenever I see like a man alone, I was kind of like, I don't trust you unless he has a dog. And then I'm like, that makes Mm -hmm. sense what you would be like wandering down my street because you're walking your damn dog. You're walking your dog. There's purpose there. Do you know any like serial killers or psychopaths that were like really great to animals? Only the man in um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, right. Only one. The only one I can think of. And he stands out to me because he cared about his dog. And I'm like, I don't think he's a true sociopath because of the dog. Yeah. And so I was telling someone this and she's just like, oh, like, um, does that mean that like the perfect cover for a serial killer is like be a dog owner? And I was like, in my world, yes. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, I think that's the perfect cover I think you're right is that all serial killers need dogs but the problem with serial killers is they can't because they will kill said dogs exactly because they they don't have the empathy that you need to actually own a pet and like keep it alive and stuff also you know what I have so much Trump rage in my heart I'm just gonna go off once again like Mm. he's like what is he the first president that like in modern society has not had a pet like, presidents yeah. get pets because of the yeah. national character. Like, Bo exactly. Obama. Like, we all love well, that dog. And the Obamas had to, like, go through a lot to find a hypoallergenic dog. Right, because their the girls had allergies. Allergic. Yeah. Yeah. But they still fucking did it because it boosts the national country spirit. morale. And, yeah. And we need a first pet. Like, that's yeah. what, like... It's just Clinton's thing. had what? They had a cat, didn't they have like mittens or something? And then they also <laughs> something had, like that. Yeah, they yeah. had a dog later too. W it had makes a total dog. sense to me that Hillary would be a cat person. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of Hillary, last night I was checking Twitter and um Chastin Buttigieg was like like something to the effect of like, I'm watching this and I'm like Hillary, girl, like, my heart is just with you. I don't know if we've thanked you enough for your service. And she's just 100. like. And she was like, yeah, I'm okay. No, she said, he said, like, has anybody checked on Hillary? Like, this must be traumatizing. And um, <laughs> she's like, I'm okay, but I need you to go vote. Like, I need all of you to go vote. Yeah. You know, it's like. I mean, yeah. Because she's, like, the only person really who who he knows stalked her. what it's like to on yeah, a stage. That stage that was so fucking psychotic he's psychotic he is a psycho we've already decided he's a sociopath he doesn't yeah. own any pets you get pets also you have a child you have a child yeah. in the white house you get a pet you yeah. get a pet and then you can sell merch let me try to merchandise it to you you know what I mean? When Bo came, they had all that stuff. Like, I remember they had Christmas ornaments. A friend of mine got the Bo Obama Christmas ornament that year. Like, Oh, but remember what a good businessman he is? Oh, yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, yeah so. And I, I love this whole, like, I'm too smart to pay taxes. As somebody who's self-employed now and, like, has to relearn a relationship with, or learn a relationship with taxes for the first time, I really have to, like, try to have faith and like where my taxes are going and remind myself why it's important to pay taxes and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I believe in that. It's what you're supposed to do. But that's our duty as Americans. And to have a leader who's like, what if we all followed that? What if we all just said, yeah. fuck this, and we don't want to pay our taxes? What well, then? We wouldn't have any roads or... We w- yeah, or military funding. We or wouldn't schools. have... You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah, but he doesn't... He also doesn't respect or trust the military, so mm. maybe he does. Maybe he They're wants losers. to defund them. Yeah, right. Yeah, why would you like? It doesn't serve you individually. I'm gonna pour some wine here, so there's gonna be some wine pouring. No, I had to. I poured some a minute ago. Like it's just you know, once I once I start talking about this dude, like like for example, another thing I saw on Twitter last night. I can't remember which comedian it was. It was that um debate drinking game. Uh, start start drinking. Don't stop. <laughs> just like that's pretty much. I mean, yeah. I I had a Wednesday hangover because I basically just like could not. I was just like 
guzzling wine. Like I can't, like I'm so yeah. stressed out. I can't handle this. Yeah. I'm like yelling at the television and then like trying to calm down because the poor dog and then like just trying to breathe. But then just the only thing that was like keeping me from like completely like imploding was just to keep drinking wine. Yeah. I finished with a client. I had like 10 minutes to spare before the debate began. And I wanted to see it from the beginning because I wanted to see dumbass moderate. I, I like to see the moderator set the tone. Like, are they going to be firm? How are they going to do it? And so I was like, oh, so Jamie made me, uh, we don't have a, sh- a shaker here for martinis. So I had a stirred martini, which just means it was very strong, but it was also in mm-hmm. a tiny glass. So I had that. And then I... I couldn't drink because I was so stressed after that. Like I had this little like martini. And then when it got done, I was like, I I started like, I drank a glass of wine so fast that I couldn't drink anything else. And I was like, mm. I'm not okay right now. Like yeah. I, I don't even know how to consume alcohol properly. I'm so like, <laughs> I'm just like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. I mean, we were going to talk about decorum in general, but I feel like there's just too much to say about this damn debate and how, what is, what a just tragedy it is. I mean, oh, so the moderator, for instance, um, Chris Matthews, not a fan, not a fan. Is that his name? Chris Matthews? Was that who it was? No. I don't know. Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace. Yeah. Chris Matthews is the blonde guy, I think. I don't know these Fox News men. I mean, he's a Fox News guy, right? Yeah, Tomato, tomato. And even he was just like, man, like, you need to mm-hmm. answer the question, listen to the questions, let people talk. Like, he, like how he, – he wasn't even tough on Trump, but he – as – I don't think he was as tough as he could have been. I don't think he been. was tough on Trump, and I think he made – I mean, they need to just cut his mic, right? They absolutely like when, need to cut his mic. When Biden is speaking, like, just cut his mic so that you actually can have some discourse. But, yeah. You know, he kind of tried to steer the ship, but at the same he time, he would just I'm disappear just like, for like giant yeah. portions of time. And I was like, did he pass away? Is he having an anxiety <laughs> attack? Like, what is happening? Like, why is he not intervening? And then also, there were some questions he asked that he tried to make like a bipartisan issue. And I'm like, there is no other side to this. Like, this is, this is what it is. Like, you know, and then also fuck all these media outlets the next day who were like, oh, the, you know, debate just really crumbled after like both parties were shouting at each other. And I'm like, it was no, no, that's not what it was. It was like somebody trying to like do the two step with like a loose lion. Like, I mean, there is no, you know what? It's like, you can't. There's no. And the thing that is so confusing to me is that they, they continue to underestimate him or maybe just like not think about it but of course he's going to be this way and I think that you need to stop preparing to face reason like I think honestly at some points he needs to talk about shame like he needs to be shamed like I feel like at some point Biden could have just like thrown his hands up looked at him and just been like I'm gonna let you dig your own hole here because you you don't even make sense or like what are you actually saying? Or it's funny what you're is saying your, this. like describe to me from start to finish some sort of plan that you have for this thing that you're complaining about? Like That's, anything like that? I wanted instead somebody of trying sharp. to reason with him. I wanted just somebody turn it back sharp. on him. I told Jamie that this morning. I said, I wish we had some young fucking whippersnapper who could like really make the point of like coming across almost like an educator to the American right. people and being like, you know what? I'll answer you, but like. Can you, sorry, can you explain what you mean when you say that? Exactly. Or like, or just really calling him on his bullshit because he doesn't know his ass from a hole he in the wall. He doesn't know He's anything. He's an idiot. And like the few points he managed to make last night were so like oddly manufactured. And then a lot of, like no surprise, most of what he said was a complete lie. I mean, it, it's just so frustrating that like. He makes stuff up so you can't even counter it, except for what Biden did a lot, which is just like, that's not true. That is a lie. No, that is not true. But like, that just makes you look like you have no rebuttal. But how do you rebut non-facts? It just ignorance and like his, yeah. And you know, to the Trump voters out there who have like grandkids and kids, I would just be like, I don't know. Is that, is 
that the kind of behavior? I mean, that's the president, right? That's the highest job in the land, right? Is, yeah. And that's the behavior, theoretically, we would model ourselves after. Is that what you want your kids and grandkids learning? How to, how to insult someone? How to browbeat be... and bully and yeah. not have, like, a, an actual cohesive thought? Also, like, that's like, the other thing, too. You're the president of the United States of America. You know, like, Joe Biden being, like, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, like, I want to be your president. It's like... yeah. I, you know, I would like a president who, even if he's a Republican, at least lie to me. At least yeah. tell me you want to unify. I need that. I, I mean, we all Obama, need that. Obama said that time and time and time again. I'm everybody's president. Like, and Trump would never say anything. No, like Lily, that. the Not reason that everything all. is falling apart is because of Democratic mayors. Oh, right. And um, because everything Antifa. is. Yeah. Which you is, know bullshit like meanwhile proud boys stand stand back and stand down or whatever and i'm like that's a call to action that was like a white supremacist nazi fascist fucking call to action it was the same fucking shit as russia are you listening yeah like yeah it's it in the sick and disgusting thing about it is that it's not it's like not even hidden it's not even like coded language. It's no. like pretty fucking straightforward. No, it's totally straightforward. Like, I mean, like usually it, they code it behind like a lot of like layers and layers of rhetoric. You don't have to but this anymore. is just very fucking straightforward. He's just rallying his base. Yeah. I mean, let's look at it for what it is. He wouldn't do it. Also, someone um I was reading something this morning. I wanna I remember where it was, Slate maybe. And they were saying that um They've gotten word from some of Trump's people who were doing his um, debate prep that 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 was not off the cuff, that the Proud Boys thing was rehearsed. Of course it was. You know why? Because that's his base. That is his base. And if you're yeah. and it, and and that's the thing that confuses me the most of like supporters who like aren't necessarily rally level supporters but are supporting him nonetheless. My parents like, look at your company. Look at the company that you're in. Yeah, I know. I know. He was endorsed by the head of the KKK in 2016. And didn't didn't say that it was an embarrassment. He didn't say, like, I don't welcome this kind of attention. He didn't. I mean, anyone, anyone who's like, I mean, talk about love thy neighbor. Like, and I only keep going back to the Christianity thing. And I think it's because, like, I'm, I don't identify as a Christian, but I think so much of the right wing rhetoric is based around this kind of like religious morality. And that's Absolutely. so much of like their stake and their standing point. And I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, shit, I miss moderates. I really do. Like right. this is just full on fascism. I mean, well, I mean, like I really kind of wonder what would happen if like you just like, I, I, don't, I don't know, could, could create some sort of scenario where say there's somebody who doesn't know like they're very like Christian and very Republican or whatever, but they do, they don't know that Biden is a Democrat, and they just heard him talking and and learned his history, learned like that he's a Christian, like learned about like all of this stuff. If they would and but didn't know he was a Democrat, if they would still be like fuck this guy and yes, one hundred percent this insane orange clown, like yeah, yeah you would be you like this I mean? guy's a joke. You'd be like, yeah. get this guy off the stage. Like, if you just saw Trump out of context, you would be like, someone has let, like, an orangutan in here. Like, and we have to do something about it. Like, it, it's just, I mean, shit, I think orangutans are probably more civilized than he is. He's just, he's awful. He's a... He's so awful. He's a really, really horrible human being. And I say that as someone who has been looking deep, deep within myself for four years now to try to find one, one silver lining about him. One. Yeah. And I can't find a single one. I can't either. He has not done one thing where I'm like, hmm, okay, that's a decent decision. Nothing. No. It's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible. And I, I just... I hate the most like the fear mongering mm-hmm. and that is like you know the first sign of you know trying to control people is to hit them with fear yeah and you know Fox News has done that beautifully for years mm-hmm. and that's totally his MO too yeah. and 
I, I'm just like, but honestly, like, what are you afraid of exactly? Like, they're afraid he's, he's of stirring up all this shit. But it's like, and I know that so, the evil socialism or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're afraid of Medicare. Oh, you're afraid of Social Security. Oh, you're afraid of public school. Oh, sorry. Didn't know those things were terrible. You know, it's yeah. like, what about socialism that scares you so much? And first of all, Biden couldn't be further from a socialist. Hell so no. With that complaint. Yeah, I love that he's like, oh, at the beginning of the debate, when he's like, boom, immediately went for like, you're a socialist. And um, I was just like, yeah, no, no, not a, not even close. Like, not he's, even a little. He's actually like a moderate. Like, I, I would, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you're going to lose your radical, like, left. And I'm like, dude, he's not even close to radical left. Like, he's not. And also, like, that was so fucking fury infuriating when he's like, you're going to lose the radical left. I'm like, never, baby, because we all just want your ass gone. Like, yep. I'll vote for somebody who's a moderate. Like, I happily, yep. if it gets rid 100. of you. 100. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too. Like, I would like to ask people, like, okay, how much worse was your life under Obama then? Like, what did he do that made your life so terrible that you're so afraid to have, like, a decent human being in the White House? Like, what happened there that, like, just set your life so far off course? And, you you know, like, honestly, I, I I don't fucking get it. I I think this is the, the We Hate Trump episode. I mean, there have been so many, <laughs> but I think this one, you know, it's funny, like a little behind the scenes for the listener. Um, we started, we were like, both of our computers are like hot. We've both been Zooming all day and on meetings. And um, we were like, hey, let's just figure it out. And I was like, I don't know, decorum. Like, I'm just so mad. Like, oh, I would talk about the debate. And I think that something that, unites us rather than divides us maybe is that a lot of us hate this man yeah a lot of us who don't even myself specifically I don't like to use the word hate you know unless I'm talking about birds but other (laughs) than that like I I try not to be I try to like find other words you know but like or like oh that person frustrates me or like you know what I yeah but I it makes me um sad that I know that I can have this level of anger like yeah. that I have the ca- the capacity to feel fury this deep yeah and I don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. and it I just I don't want it to eat me alive you know I know I think that that's the hardest thing and I I mean I think that maybe that's why so many people who otherwise would be a little bit more reasonable um about things mm-hmm. might be for him because they're like at least I am not on the side I can't imagine being on the side against him because of how like dark and frustrating it would be so I'm just gonna lean into this dude and like and just kind of ignore all the stuff that I want to ignore and just you know cherry pick things about him that I want to believe or you know that like he completely lies about or I'm gonna like drink his Kool-Aid or whatever that is so much easier than being in our position where like every day is a fucking chore to find something to be hopeful about and to see the basic human rights of people that you love and care about being systematically stripped away and Mm -hmm. Not only that, they're the basic human dignity of, of entire races of people yeah. being just dismissed. It's so yeah. cold. It's so inhumane. It's so cruel. And it's yeah. like, how? This is a man who last night on a public stage, a national, a global stage, refused to denounce white supremacy. Yeah. If you're still voting for him, I hate to break it to you. You are a racist. Yep. You're a racist. You need to to do some soul searching and some research about how not to be a racist. Start with that book, maybe. And And to quote something my mom used to tell me as a kid when I would be like bad, 
Um, and she meant it like literally, she'd be like, you need to get right with God. Like, I feel like if y'all voting for Trump and y'all Christians out there, you need to get right with God. Yep. Yep. 100%. He's probably not super happy with you. He's not super happy with Trump. He can't be. How could he be? It's yeah. No. Yeah. Well, well, (laughs) (laughs) I feel better. I um, it was nice to just get a lot of the debate stuff off of yeah. my chest. It's, I uh, mean, I can't even imagine sitting through two more. But, you know, like I've said, uh, mm-hmm. yet again, it's going to come down to a woman to come up and clean it up. And I yep. think that Kamala is going to uh, represent us beautifully. I cannot um, wait if, for that debate. If she can I resist the wait. urge to punch Pence in his smug little face. You know, I just really, I, I know that she, again, we're talking about shame decorum. I know she would never because she's a woman of dignity. But mm-hmm. I would love her to just be like, is your wife comfortable with me being in the room with you? I know that your wife, mother. Is mother, mother comfortable? Is mother, so is mother happy? Gross, so gross. Oh, yikes. If you, yeah. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, <sighs> that means. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, and also not. Like, if you made it good, I hope you, I hope we, at some point you either yelled, like, fuck yeah, he's an asshole, or like, I know, I hate when you did that. Or maybe yeah. you're not. Maybe you're a Trump supporter and you're like, these bitches don't know anything. Um, I doubt a Trump supporter listens to this. <laughs> yeah, our parents maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, all of this to say, like, it's just, it's a really, it's a rough, it's a rough time in this country and the values of the president are not my values and they're not yours. I would dare to speak on your behalf. They're not our values. Yeah, absolutely not. And I don't want four more years of this. <laughs> Please, God, no. So if you are going to vote please vote vote early um yes you can check out your registrar of voters for information about the most effective ways to do it um your vote matters uh some of these races like back in if if y'all are youngsters you don't recall but back in the w and uh gore days in in, uh, florida i think it came down to a couple hundred votes um so even if maybe you feel like your vote i mean it it's even just to make yourself feel like you've done something, make yourself feel better, like ease some of the horrors, like absolutely do it. Yeah. And you can um, hit us up with any questions, concerns. (laughs) So yeah, you can find us uh, on the socials at shamepod.com. Yes. Or, you know, at our website, you already said that. Yep. We're on the socials. We're at ShamePod. Website is ShamePod.com. Or you can just email us. Email us. ShamePod at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. It was so nice to have you. And if you made it to the end, fuck Trump. We're hopeful. <laughs> we're so hopeful. Vote, vote, vote. Help vote, those around please, you vote. Um, yes. And don't give up. Go watch that Ani DeFranco video. Yeah. And take care of yourselves. And we'll we will see, see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.